Learn from the biggest names in the green industry as Paul talks with Stan the Dirt Monkey. Continually learn so you become even more highly specialized so that you can then raise your price. The Pond Guy, Greg Woodstock. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm looking forward to it, Paul. America's lawn expert, the lawn care nut, Alan Hayne. I'm like admitting a lot of stuff here on your podcast, but I thought maybe my, my content changed too. Maybe I changed in building that business instead of building a dream. The Green Industry Podcast. It's helpful conversations with the people who know how to help you learn and grow as your company grows. Welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take their businesses to the next level. Join us as we chat with green industry leaders to discover best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm going to take a little trip down memory lane in my lawn care and landscaping business and share some valuable lessons that I actually learned the hard way in the specifically in the second year of my lawn care business. I'm going to share a story of something that actually happened, and I learned some very valuable lessons from a day that uh, I wish I could have taken back in my lawn care business and, and made a few different decisions that day. But nevertheless, I learned some very important business principles that uh, have helped me a lot throughout these years. So going to share that story coming up. want to thank today's show sponsor, the Hardscape Academy. If you would like to take your hardscaping skills to the next level, become a professional hardscaper, check out the resources available at the Hardscape Academy. And also, friends, the GIE Plus Expo is coming up October 21 through 23rd in Louisville, Kentucky. If you'd like to save yourself 50% off, that's right, 50% off this year's GIE Plus Expo registration, use the promo code PAUL, and we're going to hear a word from our friends at the GIE right now. We want to thank the Lawn and Landscape community for making GIE Plus Expo their place to reunite as an industry. Like a family reunion, thousands of dealers, landscape pros, and contractors return annually to network, share ideas, learn best practices, and make new friends. It all starts Wednesday, October 21st with the opening reception and continues into the night with free concerts in downtown Louisville. At the show, you'll have the opportunity to share experiences and brainstorm new approaches to your business challenges with friends and like-minded professionals. You don't want to miss the opening keynote, Secrets of Being an Effective Leader, presented by retired Navy four-star Admiral James Tavridis. Register now at GIE-Expo.com, and we'll see you October 21st through the 23rd in Louisville. GIE, October 21 through 23rd. Going to be here in just a few months. And of course, you can save yourself the 50% off with the promo code Paul. And I highly suggest uh, going to this trade show for the networking. There's just so many people that you can meet that uh, I have, I'm friends with so many people from different countries and different states. And we get to see each other in Louisville and, and it's a big family reunion. And then the equipment, there's so many cool new pieces of equipment out there that can really make our business more efficient. And it's good to, you know, study up on what is actually out there and how can it make my business run more efficiently and ultimately more profitably. And so for the equipment, for the people, it is definitely the place to be uh, October. This year, it's going to be the 21st through 23rd. And we're going to put the link in today's show notes. So you can just click on that link and I uh, get get all registered and save 50% off. So today I want to share the story of what happened to me in the second year of my lawn care business. Now, for those of you who don't know the story, 
I started my lawn care business spontaneously. Uh, long story short, I was walking through the neighborhood and I noticed a, a house that was all overgrown and it was for sale. And I was like, this makes no sense because if you're going to sell a house, you're going pristine landscaping. And literally it was the springtime. Uh, this was 10 years ago. And that the yard had never been cut since winter. It just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So I called the real estate agent. Real estate agent told me that the lawn care landscaper that they've used for 20 years was hospitalized and it was recovering, but was, you know, going to get out there as soon as they can. And they kept waiting on the guy, but now they're looking for someone else because they need it done. And she's like, what's your rate? And she just assumed I was a landscaper. She didn't know I was a, I was a concerned neighbor. And so I told her, Hey, I'll do it for 60 bucks. And I went in the garage and got the mower and that was my first property. So long story short, year one, that real estate agent had me going all around uh, Atlanta market to, they had, you know, houses, but they were all spread out. And so I would, I didn't have a landscape truck. I didn't have a landscape company. I just threw the mower in my Honda Accord. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, my friend had a landscaping company, but sold it to buy a nursery. So he had all this equipment that he's like, Hey, you can use this equipment until you can, you know, buy all your own stuff. Just use mine for the summer. And I, I won't sell it until, you know, the fall and just use my, my setup for year one and get yourself going. And so I would put the you know, the little um, blower in the trunk and the mower, I'd fold it down, put it in the trunk, the weed eater, I'd position it in my back seat and, and then I'd diagonal it and I'd have it sitting out the passenger side window. I mean, I have my whole, my whole little raggedy setup. And so when I hear of people who start their lawn care business with a plan and with, you know, a business strategy, I'm like, that was not the case for me. Okay. It was, I was just figuring it out as I went and I didn't know, really, I didn't know anything too much about business because I had always worked for a company up to this point in my life. So this was my first time being a small business owner. And secondly, I didn't know that much about lawn care and landscaping. I mean, I cut my parents' grass and the neighbor's grass, you know, every summer growing up in Ohio, but I didn't actually know the, you know, the things that I know now. I mean, now I'm in year 10 and, you know, I would consider myself knowledgeable and, and an expert and all this now, but then I didn't know anything. I just pushed the mower. And as, as I say, cut that grass and make that cash. Well, at the end of year one, I asked my friend who had been in business for, I think about that time, probably about 20 years. He's just about to retire now, but I said, Hey, can we grab a cup of coffee? I started a, a part-time lawn care company this summer. And I, you know, I feel like I got a lot to learn. Can you take me out to coffee? So we met at Panera and we had a cup of coffee and he's like, Hey, I'm going to be very honest with you. He said, the real estate agent thing isn't the best idea because of the traffic here in Atlanta. You don't want to be driving all around town to do these yards. I know it sounds interesting and fascinating that, you know, she's throwing you all this work, but I think that you'd be better suited if you just picked one neighborhood and had route density. And so I was like, okay, that sounds like a good idea. And so as I went into year two, there was a neighborhood. It had about five hundred to $600,000 homes. And I just, he's like, just pick a neighborhood and then just go for it. Just try to take, you know, over the neighborhood and just have that dense route density. So I selected my neighborhood. And I was like, this is the neighborhood I want to take over. And uh, I started, you know, walking around doing door hangers and doing marketing. And, and this fella and uh, his name, we'll call him Rick for the sake of this podcast. I won't say his real name, but let's call him Rick. And old Rick's like, yeah, you can do my yard. So, you know, this is the springtime of year two. And I started doing Rick's yard. 
and you know we did a good job and he's like man you you boys do a good job and uh so then he's like let me see if i can you are you looking for more work and i told him my my vision i was like yeah i was like i want i want to do the whole neighborhood i just want to you know do all the houses in here and uh he's like let me see what i can do so he gets us the the lady his next door neighbor he gets us her her yard and now we're doing two and uh, then he gets this, the guy across the street. Now we're doing three. Then the other guy, he's a pilot, uh, private, you know, flew private planes. Real cool guy. Got his yard across the street. So now I got four. Then the guy at the end of the street, I got hit. And then another, next thing you know, we literally, he got just the whole entire street. There's there was only six yards on the, six homes on the street. It was a small little street that connected the two kind of main streets. But they're, you know, 600, maybe $700,000 homes, 500,000. I mean, uh, they all vary, but they're, they're pretty nice homes. Nice, you know, the lots were manageable. And now I got six yards on one street. And so we're going to uh, hear from the Hardscape Academy. And then after that, I'm going to tell you a story that uh, I think Marty, now that I really think about it, I think my heart's still wounded uh, about what happened next. But uh, I'll tell you the story coming right You up. are listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Paul returns in just a moment. The hardscapeacademy.com is the place to go to become the next professional hardscaper. Check out Caleb Allman's How to Install Pavers and How to Install Retaining Walls Comprehensive Guides. You will learn all the techniques and information necessary to perform the installation of these features based on industry standards, including tips and tricks that Caleb has learned over the past 20 years of hardscaping. The courses are immediately available via online streaming for just $99 each. Go to the hardscapeacademy.com and that link is in today's show notes. All right, so back to my story. We have six accounts on one street, and the way I had my business in year two, I had bought some homeowner equipment, and then I had bought some used commercial equipment, and I was still building my equipment in my setup, and my friend was still letting me use his equipment if I needed. He hadn't. He still hadn't sold it in year two, and he's like, if you ever need to use it or as a backup, I'll just keep it around because he had bought a nursery, so I still had access to that, and then on Thursdays, my buddy who had his own lawn care landscaping company, he would work with me on Thursdays and he had a, you know, the real nice setup with a, you know, a great uh, truck and, and trailer and all, you know, new equipment and the best of the best at that time, it was the best of the best commercial setup. And he just, he had a really uh, awesome setup and he's like, Hey, I'll work with you every Thursday. You know, you pay me this amount of money and, uh, you know, we'll just bang out as many of your yards as we can. I'll help you out. So we get to Thursday and my buddy's helping me out with all, you know, the best of the best equipment. And we had, what I had on the route for that day was a street with six yards. And then we had about six other yards that I was like, all right, I'm going to, you know, contact these customers. We're going to come in, we're going to do these 12 yards. And then this is where the story gets interesting. I was not doing lawn care landscaping full time. I, well, I mean, I basically was, but I also had a job in the evenings at a restaurant. I was a server and I was pulling in typically, you know, 75 bucks on some really good nights, you know, it'd be $200, but somewhere in that range, I would serve at a really nice uh, restaurant where a lot of celebrities kind of went to in the rich part of Atlanta here. And uh, it was a, you know, it was, it was a hundred bucks, 125 bucks, 150 bucks every single night that I would just make as a server. But I was, as they say, Marty, burning the candle at both ends of the stick or whatever that saying is, because I was working all day with lawn care and then I was going and serving all night. And uh, so anyway, here's what happened. This is Thursday. I was scheduled to be at the restaurant working at 5 p.m. I had scheduled 12 yards to happen in the day. And my buddy 
you know, it was like, yeah, you know, we'll use my truck, my trailer and bang out, you know, we'll bang out your route. We'll get the 12 yards done. Well, on that street, uh, there was a, another house that the guy needed a pruning job. And so long story short, in addition to the 12 maintenances, the one customer is like, hey, can you come and just prune everything I got, prune it all up. And I was like, I don't think I have time. And then, and then my one buddy who is retired um, Navy SEAL, he's like, hey, if you ever need help, you know, I, I, I'm looking for work. And so I was like, all right, hey, what do you think about doing a pruning job for me? You think that's something you can handle? He had worked with me a few other times. He's like, yeah, 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 I'll bang it out for you. No problem. You guys go do your maintenances and uh, I'll bang out the pruning job. We're all good. So we go and the day started out rough because my friend who is usually, you know, reliable and on time and everything, he had some issue with something and he's like, hey, I'm running a little late. So a little late ended up being like an hour and a half hour late. So normally we start, you know, 8 a.m., we didn't get started till like 9.30 a.m. On, on our 12 yards. And so we get going on those and we're, we're starting on the street that uh, we're doing all six yards. And my buddy who is the Navy SEAL met us there and he knew we had a full day and he knew, had, you know, he knew I had to be at work at five or whatever. And uh, he's like, all right, well, he's, I'll tell you guys what. He's like, After, you just mow the street with the six yards and I'll do all the edging and clean everything up. And then I'll go trim that property. And you guys go do all the other yards. Because some of the other accounts, long story short, were big, uh, bigger properties. They're going to take us a while. So we mow. Oh, man, this is crazy. <laughs> it feels like it's yesterday. This is nine years ago. We mow all these yards on this street. And then the Navy SEALs like, I got you from here. You know, you guys go finish the big boy, the big houses. And uh, I'll clean up and I'll do the pruning. Well, he, the Navy SEAL, he's, he's still my friend to this day. We talk almost every day. He's a great, great guy. But uh, he was he's a little bit older and uh, he's out there. And, it, you know, in Georgia in the summer, it's 90 degrees, 95 degrees, and the heat starts getting to him. So he's struggling and he prunes everything up. It was a big prune job. So he prunes everything up and uh, he did a real deep prune and, and did a good job, but he he couldn't uh, clean it all up because he's like, man, he's like, he, he calls me and he's like, hey, man, he's like, I'm so sorry, but this heat's getting to me and I'm getting all dizzy and lightheaded and I pruned everything for you, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to uh, clean it all up. You got, y'all are going to have to clean it up. I'm so sorry, but I, 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 I you know, I'm, I'm lightheaded. I might have to go to the hospital. I don't know. And, uh, you know, that was that. And uh, I missed his message. I ended up getting his voicemail at like, I don't know, it was like 3.30 probably. And we're just finishing up. And uh, my buddy that was, <laughs> this is a, this sounds like a disaster. My business is not like this now. My business is <laughs> efficient and awesome now, but it was a mess back then. So the Navy SEAL goes home and, you know, thankfully he's still alive today. He didn't pass out or whatever. And then my other buddy had a commitment that night. So he's like, hey man, I have to hard stop at four. I got to go. And, uh, he's, he already had told me, you know, the night before, like, Hey, I got to cut tomorrow a little early. And, uh, he had uh, a date or so. I don't know what his commitment was, but he, he was adamant that he had to leave at four. So now I get this voicemail at like three 30 that I'm thinking the pruning job is done and you know, everything's cleaned up and it, that thing's gone, you know, over with. And I get this voicemail that, Hey, you got to come clean up the pruning job. Well, now it's like four 15 I got to be at my restaurant job at five, you know, showered, dressed, ready. It was close to where I lived. And I just swing by real quick, the pruning job. And he didn't touch anything. I mean, he had pruned everything and then he left all the clippings 
you know, it was a big job. You know, imagine this big old, you know, $600,000 house, every single bush on the property, all these azalea, everything. And the clip, it's not just something, it's going to take a few hours or, you know, a couple hours at least to properly rake everything up, put it on tarps, haul it off, blow everything clean. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I, I can either call out of my, at the restaurant, which, you know, that's a big no-no there, or do, I didn't know what to do. So anyway, I, uh, I went to work at the restaurant and, uh, I was, <laughs> this is a disaster. Marty's over there laughing. Like, what, what would you do, Marty? Do you call off the, you call the restaurant and say, Hey, I can't come in and you clean up all the clippings or, I mean, it was just, it was a, a, a difficult moment. And, uh, so I called the customer and say, Hey, I'm so, so sorry. Uh, I'll be there first thing in the morning and clean up all the clippings. And, uh, you know, long story short, I go to work at the restaurant and then next morning, I mean, I'm getting the voicemails, you know, that guy was not happy. I can't believe you would do that. And we, I mean, he was furious that, uh, and rightfully so I understand. And, uh, long story short, he fired me and then he got so mad. He went to all the neighbors, you know, you can't have this rookie doing your yard. They did it. Oh, blah, blah, blah. He just destroyed my reputation on the street. And, uh, you know, over the next couple of days, I slowly got, you know, calls from all these sweet people. Hey, Paul, we're, you know, we're going to move another direction. <laughs> so I lost the whole street in one day. And uh, it's, it's laughable now. I, la I laugh at it now because it's nine years ago. But how did that happen? And what did I learn from it? And what, I, what, what happened was I bit off more than I can chew. I shouldn't have scheduled that printing job for that specific day. I should have done it. You know, I said, hey, I'm my schedule's full. Uh, we can get to it, you know, Monday or Tuesday of next week. And I should have just went and done it myself. And because I was predominantly working solo at that time and just, you know, got there at eight in the morning, properly pruned it, cleaned it up myself. And, and, and I would still have all six of those accounts on the street and everything would have been fine. And the second takeaway is I should have I should have resigned from that restaurant job at the beginning of that year, I, I worked at it because it was a quick hundred bucks, 150 bucks every single night. You know, you'd walk out of there with cash and it just kind of kept me, you know, a couple thousand bucks every month just to kind of have as a foundation in addition to running my business. And that was kind of safe and secure, but it, it uh, created those problems, those scheduling conflicts where I had to stop doing landscaping and then go home and get a shower and then get to work at the restaurant and it created all kinds of problems. Obviously, this day where I lost all those accounts uh, because of not being able to properly clean up and then having to rush to the restaurant. And I think if I would have left that restaurant job at the beginning of that spring and just did lawn care landscaping full time, then I, you know, I could have worked a little bit deeper into the evenings and built my business faster and got, you know, better equipment and 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 built that route density, but everything would have been better. And so just as I look back, I, I, I hung on too long at the restaurant job. I, I should have moved on from there and just went 100% with my attention, my energy, my effort into building my lawn care and landscaping business instead of being so fragmented and divided in, you know, oh, I got to stop at 3.30 or 4, 4, 15 and, and, you know, get a quick shower. Thankfully, I lived right there. And then, I you know, the restaurant was, a, you know, two miles away, but still it was... Uh, stressful. And so since then, thankfully, you know, now we work in a, a different neighborhood with million dollar plus homes and business is 
well and you know the the efficiency of the operation it's we well, can look back at stories like that and just laugh and uh, i'm very appreciative that you know my business is in a complete it seems like it is a whole nother world now you know where we're at today but i remember those early days and uh, i remember that stressful pressure and position that i put myself into simply because i bit off more than i can chew and i got stretched too thin and uh, I should have just not worked at the restaurant, built my own company, had my own truck equipment and not, not have been so reliant on others. And I appreciate my friends that they, they were just trying to help me out. My buddy, you know, working for me on Thursday, he just had a good heart and he's like, Hey man, I, you know, I don't quite have a full, full schedule. I can give you one day a week if you pay me this amount of money and we'll use all my stuff. Cause it's, you know, he had a great mower and, you know, brand new commercial power equipment and, uh, you know, a nice trailer and everything. He's like, well, just use my stuff. And so he was trying to help me out. And then my other brother's trying to help me out. But really, I need to get to the place where I'm own, I am own my business and I'm the leader and it's my stuff and it's my, you know what I mean. And, and I wasn't quite there and it just all fell apart on me that afternoon. So anyway, I share that story. I hope it helps you guys who can kind of relate. Maybe you're like, I'm in my first year. I'm in my second year. I know what you're talking about, Paul. I'm like a rat in a wheel. I'm running all over the place to really slow down and to really be careful not to overschedule. And it's okay to tell customers, hey, my, I'm, my, my schedule is booked. I would love to do your pruning job. Realistically, we're, we're not gonna be able to get it done until you know later in next week or you know we're two weeks out or whatever. Just be honest. Because I was just saying, yes, 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 of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get it done. Yeah, 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 we'll get it done. And then trying to figure out a way to get it done. And it all backfired on me. So be careful not to bite off more than you can chew. And uh, be, you know, be attentive of where we're, because we only have a finite amount of energy. We only have a finite amount of time in the day. And so we got to be very selective of, of where that time's going to. And I definitely regret being divided amongst a restaurant job and a lawn care business. And uh, if I could go back in the year two, I would have been all in 100% completely focused, laser focused on my lawn care landscaping business and built that more wisely and uh, more properly back then. So I hope this has helped. I got a ton more of these stories that I'll be sharing over over the next, you know, not several episodes, but I'll, I'll be trickling these out. This is just, you're like laughing like, Paul, I can't believe that happened, man. Because now you know my business is, you know, serving the Falcons defensive coordinator and the Falcons captain and all these nice homes and my business is, you know, r runs, you know, relatively very smoothly. But uh, that's not how we started, folks. Year one, two, and even into year three, it was, uh, it was a wild journey. So the stories are funny to talk about now, but those lessons are still the same. I can still fall in the trap of biting off more than I can chew today. I can still fall in the trap of being too fragmented in my mind. And so I still need to make sure I'm, I'm honed in on that laser focus and I give it my best effort. So hopefully this helps. Thanks again to the Hardscape Academy for sponsoring today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. You can check out that link in today's show notes, and we'll also have the link to the registration for the GIE Plus Expo. Save yourself the 50% off with the promo code Paul. And if you're new to the show, been enjoying the Green Industry Podcast, want to be more profitable in your operation and your business, smash that subscribe button. We'll have more episodes soon, interviewing Jason Creole later on today, and uh, we'll have that episode out hopefully for you tomorrow. He's going to talk Talk about the Furt and Squirt business and uh, how he built and sold his lawn, uh, lawn and landscape businesses, a couple of them now. So going to be a good episode with Jason Creel coming up on the next one, hopefully. Have a great day, everybody. Smash that subscribe button.